As I proceed with no sleep, seeing hope seep from the nosebleeds in the game of life with cold feet. Praying to play towards the way of my old dreams, waiting for a handout, can't seem to find those proceeds. For a second my soul freeze, it thawed out, now things are getting thought out. An awakening, decisions that I'm making are taken, but first calculated. Counting the blessings, regretting the ones that you wasted. Infatuated with saturating your presence with things you find fascinating. Procrastinating on real growth and graduations. Situation exacerbated, am I exaggerating? On the back burner, we place finance and development. Settling for severance from progression and betterment. It's evident we'd rather pretend for friends than find a couple we can depend on and let them in. But in this backwards world, I choose to move forward, refuse to follow suit and know that a suit follows. Two vowels, you and I, together we can alone is suicide. If you decide to have a lifted perspective, then you get really connected. And what comes second is a life you could have never expected. Thank you. Welcome to another episode of Lifted. Um, today, we're going to sit down with an individual who started his own apparel company like at least 10 plus years. So for me, when I look at individuals that's doing this type of industry work, I look for individuals that's got some longevity and been able to do it for quite some time. So when I think of those individuals, I think of a guy named Peter, like by, a guy by the name of Peter. Um, he started Mathematic Clothing over 10 plus years, um, and he's made some transitions in the way to make it an even a more apparent apparel. Um, so <clears throat> thank you for coming on, Peter. Thank you for having me, man. You're very welcome. Thank you for everything you've accomplished so far with the business. Um, I want to congratulate you for doing it. Um, I mean, you've done some really good things so far. Thanks, thanks. Let's man. talk about some of the accomplishments. Um, one of the first like staggering statistics that I see, right, or hear about is that 80% of entrepreneurs starting a business fail within the first 18 months. So for myself, I think of individuals that have been able to conquer that one feat. Talk to me about how you were able to not only be successful, but be able to, to have that amount of time in the business. Yeah, I mean, I think one of the things that I've always kind of, you know, focused on was the end goal. And for me, like I knew like, you know, success wasn't a microwave type of, uh, you know, you know, aesthetic where it's like, you know, with instant gratification or, or you know, with, with uh, today's like millennials, we think we put in one good month of hard work and, you know, expect all type of accolades. But I actually started doing all of this since I was like 13. 13 with yeah. the, the computer, right? 13, or just drawing down? How, uh, 13. Where did it start? I started 13 years old, like, you know, being like a designer or just like using my skill set. Uh, using illustration to like, you know, make money. Absolutely. So for me, I was already like ahead of the game in terms of like knowing my craft. Absolutely. Like most people graduate high school, college, and don't even know what they want to do. Like I already knew what my skill was. So right. I kind of took that and, and kind of, you know. But I mean, you make it sound kind of like simple, right? But there's yeah. a lot of people out there that can't quite figure it out. When did you know that moment that you had that craft and that passion? Because that's still the fire that burns in you today. Yeah. And you definitely found it. So where did that start from? What gave you that love? To be honest with you, uh, when I was in middle school, I um, <laughs> when I was in middle school, I realized that, you know, at I the think, time, I think a lot of people needed some good material to read and watch, and yeah. kind of. So you kind of provided that for them. I think we spoke. right. So like to you know to to give you like a short end of the story. When I was thirteen, you know, most of my friends like you know with you know our hormone our hormones were, were like going crazy. None of us had girlfriends, 
and I was able to like use the fact that I know how to draw. So I used to draw like naked chicks. Why not? And uh, I used to sell it to my friends for like 50 cents. So, so 50 cents right off the bat, you're 13 years old, yeah. you're just drawing, drawing some pieces um, with people buying it? Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, you know, when you're 13, 14 years old, yeah. you know, and we wasn't... You found the need. Yeah, I found, right? you I found, found that the need, need right? I found and the you, need and, and I filled it. it. Right. There you go. I love it. So I think that was like one of the, the best things that, uh, that, I, that I was able to like pinpoint was the need was... Most dudes didn't have the ability to, you know, get girls like that. You know what I'm saying? Nice, nice. So I was like, hey, I can, I can create it. <laughs> I knew my demographic yeah, yeah. and, you know, I created uh, my art and I, I sold it. So, I mean, that's pretty cool, right? So from early on, I know when I was a kid, I remember um, everybody wanted like some sweets and snacks and we went to a school where they didn't really provide that. So I remember going to the corner store and buying lollipops at a certain price and then doubling up. So yeah. I guess that's why I'm a banker today, right? Because that's, <laughs> that's the route I took. But for you, you're an artist. So that's kind of your artist way of entering the field. You found a niche. You were able to draw some stuff up, sell yeah. it, made some money. Um, and then that's kind of how it started. So talk to me about the age you decided to start the clothing apparel. Because I think we all know that it's an industry that there's a lot of people participating in. But yeah. I think we all know you're better than just the average person because you know how to create. Right. So talk to me about when you figured that part out where you wanted to create your apparel and do it yourself from the, at least the design point. Yeah. So when I was in high school, you know, 2001 to 2005 this was like this was the um the throwback era everybody's wearing jerseys and stuff like that i remember that yeah so you know mitchell and ness you know I remember what the matching hats big, you yeah. know and cameron really pushed the culture and stuff so I um i was really fascinated with like fashion and, and sportswear too so uh -huh. i was able to you know create something without even knowing that i was like getting into like you know fashion i was just like passionate about you know, designing in basketball because I, I swore I thought I was about to make it to the league. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I thought my my story was similar to Jordan's. You know what I mean? My freshman, no, my sophomore year, I got cut from the basketball team, and you know that kind of threw me back. And I was like, you know what? I'm about to get in the gym, and, <laughs> go harder you know, than go hard. You know what I mean? My growth yeah. my growth spurt didn't come in, so yeah. I was like, damn. <laughs> you know, so um, I, I I soon realized I wasn't Jordan. You know what I mean? Yeah, so you wasn't hanging yourself upside down to get taller. You was <laughs> nah. like, you just cut it. You're like, listen, this is for real. Like, I, right. this ain't going to work out too well. So, so you but I think that's an important, that's an important subject yeah. line, right? You you didn't keep progress. You didn't, like, keep trying to fight for that. Like, you well, just kind of knew. I actually, actually did. I, oh, all right, cool. I still played ball. Yeah. You know I mean, I played ball up until my freshman year in college. So maybe just understanding that that's a passion, but maybe you have to find other avenues yeah. as well. Absolutely. And then that's when that drawing came into fruition. <laughs> yeah, so um, my... My, uh, my, my freshman year in college, I ended up moving to Florida. Okay. Um, my mom passed away my freshman year. And, um, <clears throat> at the time, you know, for me, like just to like get my sanity back, you know, I had to move back to Miami to, okay. you know, go back and, 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 you know, get back to the basics. And, um, a friend of mine, my, my homeboy, Keith, Keith Branch, um, he reached out to me and he said he wanted to, um, you know, start doing fashion. And I was already like in that, in that phase where I was like, yo, I'm trying to, you know, get, I'm trying to get busy with my, my, my creative, okay. my, my creative art. So, um, that ended up turning into mathematic clothing. Um, and then, you know, that's, that was my, that was my, that was my lane. That was my medium for me to like express myself. You know what I mean? 
So what I get out of that story, right? And I think I kind of do the same. Like from, for myself, when I started the podcast, Lifted, it wasn't for a specific like, oh, I want to do it for certain reasons. I just yeah. really like the fact that you can give information from other generations to the other. So I'm like, how can we connect? For you, it's on a drawing piece, right? You just, yeah. it's not about making money, right? I don't think like, I think well, a lot of young individuals kind of, are misled or make some mistakes early on is they do too much for the money part of it. Yeah. And I kind of feel like that's where people make mistakes. Um, if you do it for the passion and love, you end up spending more time on your craft, which then will translate to yeah. money, but yeah. it can't be the primary focus. Would yeah. you say that? I, yeah, I always believe that, you know, your hustle, like money is the byproduct of your hustle. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. if money was my, it was my main focus starting off with the clothing line, then I probably would have been, you know, like one of those numbers, like one of those statistics. And I, let's just go through another one, right? Yeah. Just for fun. Uh, they say 50% of small businesses fail within the first five years. You got 10 plus years yeah. in the game. And I think that you've been able to make some type of transitions in the game, right? I know that you started off a certain way. First of all, before we even get into that, talk about some of your like early on wins with with mathematic apparel. Mm. Talk about, to me about some of the wins you had in that space. Yeah, so... First, like, I remember moving to California. Like, okay. that was one of my, you know, I, I'd say this was, like, one of my defining moments. You know what I mean? Like, I, I was invited to New York um, by my, my homeboy, Mike, from New, uh, New Balance. And, you know, he's, he's someone that, you know, knew what I was doing in terms of, like, fashion. And, you know, he worked in, um, I believe it was, like, lifestyle. Okay. So he invited me to New York. and So even, yeah. I, I don't mean to cut you off, but that's kind of, like... Some people don't want to even make those type of transitions, yes. right? So what made you want to do that? Like you just saw opportunity. Yeah, I saw, I saw the opportunity, and honestly, I didn't even know it was out there. You okay. know what I mean? Like, so um, that's kind of gutsy, right? Yeah. You just knew there's, there's a space out there that you know that might actually support you. So you're yeah, like, I was gonna... I was willing to take risks with yeah. you know with the brand, and I and I and I believed in it wholeheartedly. You know what I'm saying? So we go to New York, and you know Mike's like, "Yo, I got to drop off some sneakers to my to my man." So I'm like, "All right, where? Let's go." So we go to New York, Times Square, you know, get in the elevator to like the 36th floor, elevator doors open up, and I see Sean Carter Enterprise. And I'm like, whoa, like we're in Rock Nation. That's cool. So just being able to see that, I was, I was, I was hella motivated by it. And I was like, wow, how did I get here? And, you know, I took that and I was like, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever got me here, I'm going to bottle, I'm going to bottle it up. And then I'm, I'm a, you know what I mean? I'm going to take it, I'm going to take it to go. You know what I mean? So the reason why I kind of wanted to preposition that is because sometimes you got to take that leap of faith, right? Like there was no guarantees of you going out there to be in that building, but you just took that leap right. of faith. And next thing you know, you're in a building where like where success literally lives, right? right? So I know that um, even through that transition, you've continued to make other transitions. What are some of the hardships that you're experiencing? Because I know there were some pitfalls, right? Talk yeah. to me about some of, the, some of the hardships that you've had. Because now we're like a couple years in, right? Yeah, we're like... Man, we're like, what, six, seven years in at this point. Okay. Um, I know there was some hardship, and then all of a sudden, you f there was another moment that came up. So talk to me yeah. about how hard it was, and then that next moment that kind of brought you back to Boston. And I think one of, like, one, one of the challenges for, for me was when I ended up moving to California. Yeah. You know, I was supposed to move there with my whole team. Mm. And um, it was it was hella tough just because, one, I didn't have no car. Were you on your own, too? Yeah, I was on my own. Um, I didn't have no car. You know what I mean? I barely knew anyone out there. So, like, trying to maneuver was, like, difficult. So, Absolutely. Um, you know, I still manage, but for the most part, like, I learned, like, how to, you know, depend on myself. You know okay, I mean? okay. Um, 
Well, what else? Um, so, I mean, just making that, that move up there is gutsy. That's another one. So, you was able to go out there, build some connections, and next thing you know, you came back to Boston, and then you got a, a certain phone call, right? Yeah. What was that phone call like from that certain individual that got you back into thinking about taking it to a different level? So, we started doing jerseys. We started working with, um, well, we started doing, like, collabs and stuff like that. I ended up doing a Malcolm X piece. It was a Malcolm X baseball jersey. And it was I like, remember that. It was white. Yeah, blue. white. Royal who were some of the people that wore it? Um, uh, the game war, uh, Marion, Joel Santana. That's huge. Um, and and that basically like you know gave us the that that spotlight that we were looking for. And then I got a coach. I mean, I got a coach who called me from from Boston. Who's that? Uh, Hugh Coleman. He coached. Hugh Coleman. He coached Shout for, out to uh, Hugh Coleman. for Brighton, and um, he gave me my first opportunity. And he called me saying, "Hey, can you design the uniforms for Brighton?" And I was like, "Whoa." And so literally, like, I don't know where you got to... So because of some of the success you've had with Mathematic Apparel, yeah. you got a phone call from Hugh, and he said, hey, come out here, and I wanted to introduce you to the team and maybe look at a different avenue to take. Yeah. Why did you say yes? Because I, I, for me, it's like, that's a, that's pretty big, right? You got yeah. you already have a successful apparel line. It's pretty successful, but I think at the same time, we both know how hard the industry is, yeah. and, and it's, not, it's not easy to break through. And then you decided to take another leap of faith. Because yeah. what I'm seeing in the coming thread here is you, you continue to take these leaps. Yeah. So what was that leap like? Uh, well, for one, I already knew going into like fashion it was going to be you know hella competitive. Absolutely. And it was at two like by the time like 2011, 2012, uh, the market was like hella saturated. Yeah. Like everybody and their grandma had like a clothing line. So I'm like, that. yo, how am I, I going to be able that. to, like, you know, set myself apart? So I was already looking for, like, you know, like a, another entry. And, you know, I, I ended up creating a sub-brand, Mathematic Athletics. Okay. And I saw that as a, as a you know, as an opportunity to, like, pivot and then, you know, switch my business model. So I... I... I know I don't want to harp on this too much, but I just love that, right? I think sometimes as a business owner, we are we, we get really stuck to what we want to do, but you saw the signs, right? You saw some signs. You saw you started to see how there was a lot of industry, like the industry was getting extremely oversaturated, and you got into that, and you said, you know what? I'm gonna just switch it up. You give me the phone call. I'm gonna take advantage of this. Yeah. Talk to me about the next steps afterwards. So the next steps. Um, so based on my experience, or like that experience that I had gone from you know, being at Rock Nation, I literally took that whole, like, that model and I tried to recreate it in Boston. So I ended up renting a space on, on uh, State Street. Um, I ended up posting, you know, you know, like a, a ad for like designers. and Success is contagious, huh? Yeah. So I was, I was hella like inspired by it. So I was like, wow, let me try to recreate this. Um, so I got the spot over on State Street and I started, you know, uh, having meetings and I started, you know, getting more coaches to, you know, visit visit the spot. And, you know, for one, like, the environment was already, like, screaming, like, oh, this is a big sportswear company. Okay. So the presentation was already there and the quality of work was already there. So um, I was, like, moving towards that direction. I was trying to scale. Um, and I ended up hiring this one designer who, um, like, crazy enough, she ended up, you know, becoming one of the top finalists for um, – uh, I think Rip the Runway. Wow. Her name is Kelly Dempsey. And like I had her design some stuff for us. Um, but I was already like, okay, how can I expand this? You know what I mean? Okay. So that was my that was my whole um motive to like, okay, I need to 
I need to scale. You know okay. what I mean? So. No, I get it. I get it. Um, I, I want to backtrack just a little bit um, because there was one thing that you said to me recently that kind of stuck to me and I loved it, right? Um, it's based off for the power of mentorship and people mentoring others, right? And kind of lifting each other up. Um, you said this tagline, when someone believes in you, it's a wrap. Yeah. Talk to me about what, how, yeah. why did you feel that way and why did you say it? Why did you feel that way? And who are some people that believe in you to yeah. say that? Yeah, early on, my mom, my mom was like my biggest believer. You know, my craft, she used to brag about them just like any other mom would do. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, Wasn't she willing to put up some good amount of money yeah, to support facts, this? Facts. So my mom took me out of school one day and we went to um, Invent Help. It's like this company that like brings your ideas to life, right? It's, it was in Braintree. So we go there and I had like this huge, you know, book, like a like a illustration book. And I had yeah. like a bunch of designs on there because, you know, I was designing sneakers. Um, so she brings me to this spot and, you know, the guy's like, Hey, we can make a prototype for 1400 bucks. And I, you know, 13 years old, you know, my mom was single. This like was like 2000, 2000, 2001. And my mom's like, you know, single parent mom. And I'm like, yo, there's no way that we're about to, you know, pay 1400 bucks for a sample. And my mom was for it. You know what I mean? So like, you know, that that experience was like wow like someone right. believes in me right right so i was like that was all that i needed my mom believing in me and um secondly my, my shout out to all the good mothers out there right. shout out to the mothers that are soul providers that are out there fighting for their children um I, I i'm married 14 years my wife and i think it's still damn hard um and then i look at all the, the single you know soul provider mothers out there that's really out there fighting so i mean that's just another touch i want to mm -hmm. i want to do because it's a powerful what they're able to accomplish on their own so shout out to them yeah um I, like transition that to another person i used to believe in you like who's another person yeah. that kind of Another person was my, my teacher, my teacher, Ms. Bilal. Ms. Bilal. And, um, you know, she used to teach art in the Lewis Middle School. And, like, you know, those are two notable people that, like, to this day, like, you know, like, I, you know, all my success, it goes to them. Because for, for them to, like, see, like, the potential at, at the age that I was at and, like, you know, always, like, motivated me. It was, like, you know, always told me, like, hey, keep, continue to draw. Like, you know, mm. believe in your craft. Like, that was one of the things that kept me pushing and still keeps me pushing today yeah. i love it no i love it and i think that's where the motivation comes from i think especially in that first 10 years um but now i want to talk about the next 10 years you got you got sneakers right now you don't got the sneakers you don't yeah. got the you know basketball finally, apparel finally got the sneakers you got some basketball apparel can somebody throw me some of them jerseys over there john right here over here right there i want to i want to show some of the gear you got because now you're just doing some like super good things, right? And we got to show that, right? So now we got some clothing that he's been able to. So talk to me about some of this stuff that you created. Yeah, New Mission High School. Um, right here in the backyard, right? Yeah. They're right in the backyard in Boston. Oh, matter of fact, now let's talk about this though. And then we let's got the next one. Let's talk about Charlestown. All right, we got Charlestown. Um, and shout out to my lady, man. My, my lady actually, uh, she she helped me get that account right That's there, nice, man. Right and, and this account, Charlestown was, you know, it's, I, it's, it's definitely one of those accounts that's like, it's a you know it's, it's near and dear to me because because of the fact that i got cut i got cut from the team you got cut yeah. from this team yeah, and now you're making their jerseys yeah, Get out of here. i got cut from the basketball team man like, you think they regret that at least yo, you would have making their jerseys back in the day now <laughs> but now in my in my own um, my illustration book man, i used to draw so much jerseys that was like you know charlestown you know number 23 you know what i mean like Boom. 
it was crazy, man. Like I, I visualized it, man. I think the power of visual, uh, the power of visualization is, is crazy, man. Like Nick, Nikola Tesla talks about it, about visualizing. You know what I mean? Yeah. And y'all you know, literally visualize this joint every day. Every time I went to bed. <laughs> Like that was in my head. That's you know not money. That's passion. Yeah, I mean that's passion. You went yeah. to bed dreaming about the materials that you're making for these for these young kids. So um, that's yeah, cool. Charlestown was dope, man. I ended up doing the the uniforms for them. That's what's up. The warm up suits. Uniforms for the team that cuts. Yeah, you. that was crazy. Yeah, that's what's <laughs> up. That's what's up. Now I, I mentioned that for a big reason, right? So now you're ten years in. Yeah. You got some, I mean, you got some good quality work out here. What's next? What's the next five, ten years look like for you? Man, yeah, I pay attention to the market, man. I mm. pay attention to what's going on right now. And, um, you know, there's a push, there's a big push for tech. Mm. And, you know, I'm looking to incorporate that with, with, with fashion. Um, Dang, so you just, yeah. you just, like, you're just Yo, ahead. You're ahead. You're in on the got you, man. I think that's important. I think, talk to the young, the young individuals that aren't quite understanding how to think ahead. What does what thinking ahead sound like to you? Well, for me, like, my thing is, like, I can't win right now. Like, the, the, the goal is not to win right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, the, the people who are winning right now, they plan for it, like, five, ten years ago. Absolutely. So, it's like, you know, you got to be able to figure out where where the industry's heading and, you know, try to position yourself to be, like, like literally on the curve. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, I think that's where, you know, that's where... I'm, I'm trying to position the brand myself, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Is to be able to like, you know, compete within the next five to 10 years, you know, using tech and, and bringing more uh, wearable, you know, tech tech wearables in, in, into the fashion industry. Mm-hmm. Now I hear you, you know, and, and you know, it brings me to my next point that I want to make, you know, the fact that you're in tech, the fact that you're, you're working with young individuals. Um, I think we're all trying to evolve and get better with our craft. Talk to the young minds that are out there that only think about the financial part and, and how, what it's like to be able to invest in a dream like this. Yeah, um, well... It's a loaded question because... It is. Yeah, a, it's I a loaded to, question. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, I honestly think, man... Like, What are some of the sacrifices that you've made financially? Because yeah. I know that sometimes you couldn't buy that nice yeah. apparel car slash, right? And you have yeah. to take some of that money and put that into something else yeah. like your craft and like moving to LA like California that's one of those sacrifices yeah, I, I financial sold, I sold my car man. you sold your car I sold my car I left the job that was you know like a security a security job so you left your job which is like pizza what is left. that like uh, financial stability yeah. you left your vehicle which left, was your way to get around left my family left so, your family right and you went to California so talk to me about that sacrifice being able to yeah. to not put the money up for certain things that you want rather than some of the things that you want trying yeah, to I mean you know a lot of people say you have to be uncomfortable you have to get uncomfortable to you know what I mean get in a position where you want to you know you know be comfortable in the future so Absolutely. I was willing to you know, leave. You live your life like other people's won't. So right. Like you can live your life like other people's can't. Oh, I like that. I like that. Not bad, right? <laughs> right? Because I feel like small business owners, they make so many sacrifices. Yeah. You know, and they don't live the way that the others may live, but you have an idea so you can live certain yeah. ways that other people can't. I mean, can't. look, I haven't taken a vacation in almost like two to three years. Right. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, yeah, I, I am, um, you know, I'm sacrificing a lot. You know what I mean? I don't really go out like that. Um, I literally talk to my vendor. I talk to my vendors. I, I speak to my people overseas, my manufacturers overseas more than I speak to. Did you take? Man. Did you take a certain shift at work just yeah. so that you could do that? Yeah, I work overnight, man. I work overnight security because they're awake, right? When everyone's asleep, and yeah. but you're awake with them, right? So what is that like? How does that? How does I that mean, affect the people around you? 
I mean, for one, like, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm operating off like two hours, three hours sleep right now. Because then you're trying to cater to both spaces, yeah. right? The daylight and the nighttime, Real right? Talk. Yeah, but, so. you know, it, it allows me to do a lot of work, you know what I mean? A lot of, you know, networking overseas and, you know, you know, getting design work done. Absolutely. I'm reading crazy. Like, I read a, I read a lot overnight, man. You know, trying to consume as much information. As it sounds like you're can. not complacent. Right? Yeah, you're nah, I'm not, not I'm not comfortable. Complacent. I'm not comfortable with, you know, with just chilling. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm trying to, you know, for me, like in my mind, like my whole philosophy is, you know, if I continue the same energy, pushing, you know, pushing forward, making sacrifices, like I'm already successful. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So I look at, you know, I, I put success on like a, you, you know, on a, on a, on a, on a, on a linear diagram where it's like, well, if you, if you say in the next 20 years, like I'm already successful, right? All I got to do is continue to, you know, put, put that energy in. Absolutely. All I'm trying to do is like meet the successful version of myself, like quicker. I'm trying to, you know, cut that learning curve. So for me, I've always like continue to like, I move like I'm successful and then, you know, State it's a mentality, mind. right? Yeah. It's a successful State mentality starts from the start. You said that. Yeah. yeah. I already I already knew I was successful, man. Right. Like I already knew I could like, you know, send a five thousand dollar invoice. Mm. Like I know someone got a ten thousand dollar check for me. You know what I'm saying? Talk I I wanna there's two things I just thought about. Talk about that first check that you got. Yeah, my first check. I remember you telling me that, yeah. <laughs> man, like my first check was was oh my gosh. It it it, it literally like I was I was in the office with me or oh, my cousin Phil, and I was just looking at him like, yo, this is real. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this is real. There's a comma in this check. Yeah. So I was like, wow, like this is something that, like I put my crap, like I put my energy into. Yeah. And I got paid for it. Yeah. So I was like, we gotta do this again. <laughs> Time to get a couple more commas. We gotta we gotta do this do it again. again with a couple more commas. Facts. We're working on it. Um, and then this one, this second question was geared towards um the younger individuals, right? I thought I think we talk about it. Um, people that motivate you. I know you mentioned one time your nephew motivates you. Yeah. Um, talk to the young individuals like your nephew that's continuing to try to build their brand and chart their business, right? Yeah. What are some some stuff that you recommend to them? Um, honestly, I, I say a long time, man. Like. You need to be able to like find out who you are, you know. Um, I think with you know today's generation, like we're bombarded with like <laughs> distractions, man. Like I just I took off Instagram, and <laughs> Facebook off of my stuff. You know what I mean? Like because yeah, yeah. there's you know companies are building uh, companies are, are building products that are that are habit forming. Mm. So it's like. You wake up and damn, I gotta check my Instagram. It's like, it's like a drug almost. Right? You know what like, I mean? They gotta like see get that, that shot of dopamine yeah. like, as soon as you get it. So yeah. I, w I would definitely say, man, like you know, take a break. Take Absolutely. a break. Find out you know like, who you are and where you're trying to go. Because your perspective, your, your perspective is is you can monetize your perspective, man. Like I agree. You know what I'm saying? So I, I would definitely say you know find out who you are, um, and 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 try to you know try to find out how can you solve like people's problems you know what i mean because that that's right. what i was doing i'm Absolutely. solving people's problems people you know whether you're a school you know who, who's uh you know who's failing like a failing school or whatever and it's like you want to rebrand like I, I i'm in the business of of you know creating brand identity for companies organizations and stuff like that so you know that's that that, that was my thing my thing was okay i know how to create I know how to rebrand. I know how to put like, you know, meaning like give give meaning to 
products and stuff like that. I can connect emotion to, you know, products and stuff. So that was my thing, you know? No, I love it. And uh, all this from a sweater 10 plus years ago, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I think that um, life takes you in different directions, right? He started with a sweater and went through urban. He had that slew of, of, of time transition over to starting to do athletics because he saw the need and people wanted it. I think he's pretty successful in that space. Now he has his own basketball, sneakers, and, and, and who knows where it's going to go. Now he's speaking about rebranding companies and businesses and schools, right? So I think that's just a dope like way to continue to develop as not just an individual, but as a brand and as a company that you look to aspire. Um, <clears throat> what are some last words you got for, for the next group of people listening to this? How do you um, well, I'll say this. I think I think we're all talented, man. I think our whole Facts. Uh, yeah, our whole objective is to, you know, share your creativity with the world, man. Like you don't have to be a designer. You know, you could be a you could be a, a journalist. You know what I mean? You could be whatever, you know, whatever skill that you, you know, have. I think the whole the whole point is sharing that with the world. Like I'm trying to give everybody like the opportunity to like either rebrand themselves you know what i mean like Absolutely. i want to be able to use my talent and use my craft to like help other people i agree mm -hmm. i so. agree so we're gonna we're gonna kind of wrap up with a quote i've mentioned it before but i want to say it again because it's very powerful is there are two ways of exerting one's strength one is pushing down and the other is pulling up, right? And that's by Booker T. Washington. So I think Lifted, uh, living independent financially through educated decisions is about bringing individuals like, like, like Peter who understands how this works and wants to support and support others. And he's willing to share information. Um, and I think that's a powerful tool. And I think it's gonna continue to support and affect a lot of individuals that don't have access to mentorship, that don't have access to financial information because we've done different programs, but that's what it's literally all about. It's about sharing information and making sure that we give and serve as much as we can um, i think serving others is the is the way of life in my opinion um yeah thank yeah. you for coming on man oh thank you man appreciate, appreciate it man you're the man appreciate it appreciate make you. sure you check them out uh, what, what are some of your social media? i know don't yeah. overdo your social media <laughs> time but if you do jump on yeah, it, if you are if you are on social media check out, uh, check out mathematic athletics absolutely um and you know www.mathematicathletics.com perfect appreciate it thank you man done it's a wrap